Welcome back to another issue. I'm Beastie Boy. I'm Table. I'm Red. And it is I, Shino Brando. And in this issue, we let our spirits evolve by exploring Digimon Frontier. So this week, it's my turn for anime. And we've decided, well, I've decided, Digimon Frontier is where I want to take y'all on an adventure through. This series aired in Canada from September 9th, 2002 to July 14th, 2003. It did not make its way to the UK until 2018 due to fan outcry for DVDs. Spent a long time away from them. But more to the plot. So this follows, just like every other Digimon series, a team of what will become six characters in their adventures through the digital world. Firstly, let's do some character intro, shall we? The leader of our team and the goggles wearing of this season is the fire spirit carrying Takuya. Each of these main characters has a human spirit and a beast spirit. I'm not going to tell you them, mostly because it's a lot of names and they become 10, it's so many. We're going to talk about the humans and then we're going to talk about some later forms later. So Takuya is your brash, your protag, goggles wearing, like very, very headstrong kind of guy. You know, doesn't think too hard before rushing into battle and definitely thinks that all problems get solved with the fist. Next we have Koji. And usually in standards in anime would bring that the the emo sort of foil to our protagonist would usually be his counter spirit, mm-hmm. right? So Takuya being fire, logic might dictate that Koji is water. This is not a story of elements per se. Koji's spirit is light. Next, we have the token girl of the series in the way of Zoe. When I was... A young boy. She is kind of not just sort of a princess. She tries to think before heading into battle, but usually gets stopped by the boys I've mentioned before. Zoe's spirit is wind. Next, we have Tommy, who is actual baby. Throughout the series... 80% hat. Correct. It actually gives him a very cool silhouette when he does his digivolution into his characters, his spirit is ice. We have JP next. JP is your standard stereotypical fat kid character. He likes to eat. He likes to think a little bit too hard. And throughout the series, well, within the first five episodes, you find out that JP has a massive crush on Zoe. And that's totally fine. Good for him. I mean, you like hella notice it in the first episode too. Like everything's happening and he's like getting jealous because like Zoe's paying attention to the other characters yeah it's just like he's like damn it that should be me man he blushes real hard he very much uh wears his emotions on his sleeve he is our emotional character whereas the characters that i've mentioned previously all carry an aspect it starts to become a lot of a jp story the criticism that most people find is that all the characters are very one note with the exception of jp so he tends to be a fan favorite Tommy is where some more divisiveness comes out because unfortunately throughout the writing of this show in English anyway, that's what I grew up on. And so had insisted that my co-host and I, we all watch the dub. Tommy keeps learning the same lesson over and over again on how to be stronger and how to be a better person on how to stand up for himself. And it seems within two episodes, he forgets that. Uh, Yes, the learn how to be strong every day. And then he (laughs) learns to be strong. And then he's like, okay, I have forgotten again. All thoughts live in my hat, not in my head. And lastly, remember earlier that I said six? Yes. 
our sixth member is a massive spoiler that I will lead the audience to find out. But his spirit is darkness. Now, you can see two of our characters are light and dark. So that's what the plot tends to revolve around, the struggle between light and darkness. He's not our friend then. He does not start out as our friend. Who he is and how his relationship with the team plays out, I will leave for our viewers and our listeners to explore naturally throughout the series. For the first 20 or so episodes of this 50-episode series, which, all things considered, relatively short. I mean, episodes are only like 20 minutes, so yeah, that's not long at all. The main goal of this series is to acquire both human spirits and beast spirits of the 10 legendary warriors. But who are the 10 legendary warriors? Talk to me. Long ago, the beast and the human Digimon faced off in a giant war. Mm -hmm. This ended with the spontaneous creation of Lucimon. Well, based off his name, you'll see where we're going in a second. His power eventually drove him mad, and the ten legendary warriors had to put aside their differences and seal him away in the dark area. Now, Did they give him a flashlight in this dark area, or...? No. Aww, they sealed him a, in a big dark bubble, and his goal is to destroy the digital world and recreate it in his own image. Look, if I got stuck in an evil snow globe, I would also be mad. 110%. That's our goal at the end, to, to defeat a Lucemon. What did we think of episode one? So, as far as intros go, it gets you right in there. <laughs> I remember it, I remember it from, from when it first aired, because my brother was big on it at the time. So I remember the show kind of, like, as it, as it played, I was just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this kid, oh, yeah, that. Like, the memory started flooding back. You know, like, it moves quickly. You ever notice, like, most animes will have, like, like you start off your, your show, but, like, nothing really kicks off until, like, maybe, like, episode four or five, and that's when things start rolling. And I, you know, bless Digimon for that. Every time it's episode one, you're, you're like, you're thrown into the shit right away. And I give it that, so. It's always quick paced and always fast moving. And I, I love Digimon for that. Good episode for an intro. Yeah, I agree. Like, it really went, all right, do you know what the stakes are? No. Are you entirely sure what's going on? No. no. But things are happening. You're meeting characters. And we get a cool fight at the end. That mm-hmm. hits all the important boxes. And I was a little bit... So I'm familiar with Trailamon, the train Digimon, but I wasn't emotionally prepared to run into him episode one. I will admit. <laughs> oh, man. The fucking train is alive, guys. <laughs> I'm alive just as much as you humans are. Like, I mean, for me, th- this was one of my favorite series that I liked out of the Digimon series. But like seeing Takuya and like the gang, like slowly, like as you see in the first episode come together, it's just like, oh, man. So this is what's happened, but I didn't remember that they didn't meet Koji right away. Like, it, I was, like, part of, the, you know, the team. So it was just like, mm. oh, this is happening. And this is how quick everything happened? I was like, it was all just, like, fast-paced of story of, like, an intro, as we mentioned. So, yeah, it was interesting. But it's good that, like, the idea for this episode was to be like, hey, we got to bring something interesting for the kids, get them intrigued, and then go from there. So. Yeah, that's right. Let's talk a little bit about the actual intro to the series. Because in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. it slaps hard. So so this is my thing with this. And hear me out. Because like the first Digimon theme song was pretty basic, right? Mm-hmm. But you, do you know what show had a really had a good theme song that kicked off every time you fucking heard it? Oh. Pokemon. 100%. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. It has a full, it's a full-on song, full-on lyric set, right? Mm-hmm. And here it is. Digimon did the same goddamn thing. I can't say it's just as catchy, but it is a good song. I think where Pokemon goes for being a song you can sing, 
this Digimon theme goes a little bit harder on the we are an epic song. Like you can yeah. definitely play along. <laughs> but like this one is trying way harder. Every single time the intro got played all 50 episodes, read out loud, sang along every single line. <laughs> all the serotonin is being activated at once. Yes! It did actually slap though. Like that like emphasis. <laughs> did you want? And everything going together and animation-wise, it was like, yeah! Like, <laughs> Speaking of, the animation is better Mm. than I remembered it being. Like, it was smooth. I'm not going to say it was, you know, top of the line, but Mm. it was perfectly watchable. Like, this is a kid's show, and it looked good. May I comment on that? Because I always found Digimon to be well animated every time it came on. Every time. That's what kind of drew my eye to it more than, like, the Pokemon anime, because it, it just looked better, honestly, the whole way around. The best thing about this series, in my personal opinion, is the transformation sequence from human to human spirit in the first episode. Oh, fuck yeah. That applying the armor to the kids and making it, well, that's the divisiveness of the series, I find, when researching it online, is that a lot of people didn't like that the humans were now the Digimon. I am on that train. I understand. I accept that argument. It's weird. It is a little weird. weird. Coming off of the previous series... Uh, If you want to learn more about all the series, we did an episode about the entire Digimon franchise, essentially. This one is the cream of the crop. I don't dislike the idea of them, like, combining together. It's just, like, it's just, I prefer, like, not. Like, I don't hate the idea, but it's just, like, I wouldn't really gravitate towards that one as my, like, my favorite overall. I'd be like, "Uh." I mean, it's a cool concept, right? Like, I didn't like it when they started putting humans in Transformers. It's like, well, what's the fucking point of Transformers now? It also changes the thematics of the story a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like Digimon, and one of its big things is friendship, right? Mm-hmm. And that friendship isn't just between the Tamers. It's also between them and their Digimon. And so by making them the Digimon, suddenly we're not talking about the same things anymore. Yeah. I find it lets the kids become more a part of the story as opposing letting their partners and the relationship between their partner Digimon do all the fighting for them essentially and that relationship. That's fair. That's fair. It is. It does give them more agency, which they have lacked in the past. It's true. Counterpointedly to like Davis of the O2 series, right? To Takuya of this series. Vimon in that series does a lot of the heavy lifting. Vimon's the shit. Dope. Favorite Digimon of all time. 100%. All time. Yep, I agreed. Right? That blue bastard. But he does all the work. Yeah, he does. He and, does. And Davis, you know, as much as his friendship with Vimon matters, Vimon's like, that dude's back must be weighed down because he's carrying the whole plot. Yo, this Jeez. dude had a new transformation every other week. I was, like, I was like, bro, do you ever stop? Whereas in this, once we get a human and a beast spirit, now it's managing both and determining when is the right time to use either or. Because we come to later find out that the beast spirits are beasts for a reason. They are not tameable initially. They require a different mental skill set to command and work with. So it becomes more about personal growth rather than relational growth, which is totally a story worth telling. It's just different. So we've talked about some heroes. Let's talk about some villains, shall we? Initially, for about the first 15 or so episodes, our main antagonist is Grumblemon. What I do, no business of you. This dude talks like Smeagol slash Gollum got slapped around a little too hard. 
okay? He very much talks in me grumble mod, me hit you with big hammer. You no like wow. me when me angry. Who Jeez. gave this guy a hammer? Don't know. The digital world. Fucker just spawned with it. Put that down. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and all the antagonists we're going to go through in the second here have a beast evolution. Again, we're not going to weigh down with names. These are the main transformations that we mm. fight and that they get referred to as. When Grumblemon is eventually defeated, we move on to... Stop sneaking around behind our backs. Ranamon. And the English voice... Of Ranamon and our next two interact so often. This is my one big gripe with this series. The English dub decided that it was a great idea to give them like just out their voices. So while Grumblemon's fine for the first handful of episodes and he's like, oh, damn, this guy's back. Like, what do you mean you're not done with him yet? Ranamon's voice is like the Walmart Dolly Parton. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no. It is like country western as it gets, but not too like she's like, oh yeah, sugar, like Wisconsin Walmart Dolly Parton. Wisconsin. Oh no! Wow, Wisconsin. That's a that's a that's a particular accent you went for. Uh, wow. She interacts heavily with our next two, Arbormon. Yo, you want us to rough them up for you? Which is a mechanical-ish wooden creature. Who talks in not a robot voice, but very similar. He's a mobster. He's a New uh, York no, 1920s mobster? mobster. Oh, no. <laughs> but he's a tree. Yeah, we're seeing we turn in this scene. We're going to go swimming with the fishes. And lastly, we have Mercury Mon. Thou should study an opponent first. Mercury Mon talks like Shakespeare. <laughs> Does thou wear at thy mother's drapes? Does not know that they are digital monsters. Like. And Renamon, Arbormon, and Mercurymon all interact consistently and take up a majority of time in episodes to interact with each other. So you've got to imagine all these voices going back and forth. Oh, man. I'd actually prefer not to imagine that. If I... <laughs> Just no. <laughs> I don't know how to get around this one problem with the series. You could always mute it and just read the captions, subtitles. <laughs> So all of the villains that I've said, real quick, Grumblemon is the spirit of earth, Ranamon is the spirit of water, Arbormon, big guess, spirit of wood, and Mercurymon is the spirit of steel. With that in mind, eventually, the kids learn that through the power of faith in their hearts and trust in each other, Takuya and Koji can each split up the spirits and become Emperor Greymon and Magna Garurumon. What's Greymon doing here? You gotta pull back the older audience somehow. And Grey <laughs> and Garuru stem back to the original series. They're like they're, they're like the Ryu and Ken of Street Fighter, man. They like they, 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 they're like their go-tos. Because <laughs> like, money. Dude. Toys. There you go. There it is. We're back to that. Yeah, you see all yeah. the see the mutual lesson that's been learned on this channel. How else do you get anime and TV shows across? You sell mobile toys, man. Yeah. With this transformation, Takuya and Koji and our sixth protagonist, this is now their story. The rest of our protagonists barely matter anymore. Once they can achieve these forms, their story's over. They are the main protagonist form that we come to fight against our next tier of villains. They are mm -hmm. Crusadermon and Dynasmon. They talk like traditional evil bad guy and evil bad girl there's okay, nothing so they're imperialist digimon got it 100 percent. 100 percent. 
unite our people within our digi nation. No, I'm joking. You um, know, conquer foreign digi lands. I didn't see that wipe, until now that it's digi, kind of red and blue, like Jesse and James. But I'm glad you did. Step on their digi bones. <laughs> the directive behind Dynasmonic Crusader mod is mm-hmm. to absorb what is called the digi fractal code, and that is what makes up everything in the digital world. So they want to eat the world. Correct. And then feed this to Lucemon, so that way Lucemon can reshape it with all of that data together. Ready, Lucemon. Let me digivomit into your mouth. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, like a mama. Jesus. <laughs> Here you go. Here's all the digi information I found. Thank you. I'm now digi-nourished. So with the power of Emperor Greymon and Magna Garurumon, Dynasmon and Crusadermon eventually fall. However, before the Digidestin, the big name for all of our protagonists, before they can put things back together, Lucimon's ball cracks open. And Lucimon absorbs what's left of our former antagonist and becomes Lucimon Shadow Lord mode. Shadow Lord mode? Yeah. Yeah, I was about to, was about to talk, like, whoa, first and foremost, titling yourself Shadow Lord is one thing, but then having a mode for it is fucked up. In standard Digivolution... Does he have a Shadow Baby mode? No, but there's one more mode, and you're going to love it. So, God. upon absorbing these two, right, we go into Shadow Lord mode. And that is the form uh, on screen that looks like more feminine, bigger wings and lots of them, and has light and darkness displayed openly with its wings half bat half angel much like the Yu-Gi-Oh card much like the Yu-Gi-Oh card the kids decide that well if two was good if putting all of our hope and faith and you know friendship our friendship along the way was good if we believe just a little bit harder we can achieve more and more happens to take the form of Susano Anoman Susan Susanomon. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Susanomon is based on the Japanese mythology of the unlikely hero who slayed the the dragon Orochi. I understand. Okay, table. See, that's that's totally different. Your Susan is a powerful soccer mom. That's different. <laughs> yeah, your your who you said brings the orange slices when I play soccer. Like, so every good hero needs a big long sword, in my personal opinion. And Susanomon takes his big long sword and slices both Lucemon and the dark orb he was in, in half. Villain defeated, end of story. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this video, go ahead and button mash a thumbs up. Just fucking no. kidding. The dark half <laughs> uh, of Lucemon absorbs mm-hmm. all of the ball and becomes the demon dragon Lucemon. Is there a mode for this or no mode? The demon dragon mode. Oh shit, there we go. From here... It is the emotional payoff of the series as a whole. Our heroes will eventually win, but this ending is one of the most sad endings in all of Digimon. And words cannot begin to describe the emotional payoff. So here's what I have done. I have explained to you roughly the majority of the series. So with this information, you could go into episodes 49 and 50 and watch it for yourself. Because this ending contains the most emotion in the entire series mm-hmm. and this is something that needs to be seen to be believed mm-hmm. switching gears one of the other big complaints about this series is filler 
And throughout all 50 episodes, there's probably about 10 that, you know what? If you skipped, you wouldn't lose anything. So, for example, there is a episode where Zoe gets her spirit in the episode before. And this is kind of Zoe learning how to use that. Zoe 101, okay. <laughs> and they help a group of Floramon versus a team of Mushroommon. Okay. And, you know, acceptance and friendship and how to get along. And she teaches them all how to get along and not destroy right. each other's plants, essentially. This series meant a lot to me personally. And this is where my viewing of this series as a whole, as a franchise, kind of dipped. And it was because the humans turned into Digimon. Yep. So I get it. I get where you're coming from. <laughs> but if I have convinced one person to watch this series, I've done my job. That's so fair, that's fair. I mean, I can see why people didn't want to watch this series because yeah, it's you've really changed just the entire structure of the cast. And I mean, you get that weird little guy with the pants and his buddy with the book, and they do that <laughs> yeah. comedy duo filler thing. Which yes, <laughs> that's Nemon like, and Bokomon. Sometimes it works. Sometimes you're just like, okay, shut your mouth. But alas, <laughs> you won't. Nemon, the best thing in the whole series. The comedic <laughs> aspect from him on how stretchy his pants are and Pokemon being our exposition dumper when we need it and sometimes mm -hmm. when we don't. Nice to have with these very headstrong kids. Someone needs to explain things. In-universe things, for sure. Right? Someone has to be Basil Exposition. 100%. And then someone needs to be chill in contrast to these children who actually seem to have zero chill between them. <laughs> they don't. None of them have any chill. <laughs> Except for Koji. Koji's got too much chill, in fact. Yeah. He's a Sasuke of chill. Yeah, kid's too cool for his own good, man. That genuinely brings us to the end of my talking through this series. Is there anything else anybody would like to add? A goodie one is badass in design. It's still one of my favorite. My issue with this show is that these Digimon are just, to me, or to me anyways, are just not not highly memorable is my problem you know i don't have total recall for these guys like you can throw you can you can say a name from like the first guys right the first well cast anyways because like the problem for me with digimon is like it, it, their names are just sometimes are just way too fucking elaborate or ridiculous i'm just like i'm not remembering that too bad the more simplified it is the better right like like agumons kabuterimons garumons i can remember that shit but when you start going to like the, the you know extremely long names and whatnot i'm just like nope that's not happening for me so that Digimon's cool, but I can't remember that that name, so it just doesn't stick. These guys too, it's just like same thing. Names are like a bit here and there, like they're just they don't stick to me. And like designs are co they're cool, right? The co dude looks cool as fuck, man. But just I can't, I, I just I will never remember you know his name or face or anything outside of that series. If I ever you know were to watch it once and not go back, I'll be like, yeah, I remember watching it, but do you remember anything like anybody? I'm like that kid with the, the cool red armor and the, and the yellow hair man that's 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 what i'm getting out of that for me i wish it was a bit more memorable and you know if i watch it now i'll try to remember it at this advanced age of my life remembering names is not, is not even easy so i can't do that but, but but i mean from watching it i can see how it's entertaining and, and it looks good too so i'll give it that much and if i'm gonna watch something to like just for the visual aspect of it i'll give it a go i mean i think the issue with the name thing, right, is that because the Digimon don't actually have really independent personalities of the kids, you mm. just think of them as the kids still. 
I guess, man. But like when you throw in Digimon, I mean Pokemon, like I remember, I can remember like most of those names because they're like they're one of a kind names that just come off like a name, you know, like especially the Gen One guys. You know, you have your your Pikachu's, your Squirtles, your Hitmochan's, Hitmolees. You know what I mean? Like you can remember half of those. You can remember majority of those names, not even half. You can remember like, most of them. But like when we start getting the Digimon names, it's like because they, they all end with Mon, it almost they all almost like run off, and it's just like I don't remember that name. I'm sorry. Just yeah, the difference happen. between just the regular Gabuterimon, and then you get like Thunder Gabuterimon, and then Hercules Gabuterimon, and then yeah, it, it agreed. <laughs> As a person who's memorized a lot of them, yeah, totally, mm. it's a lot. It's a lot to start out. It's very much not a structured like a Pokedex. Compound names, the bastards. <laughs> it's way too many man it's like fuck dude can you just is there no way we can just simplify that man do we have to change that name to that name or like, can we just not keep calling the same motherfucking name man like can nope. not? oh you could but then you wouldn't get such classics as imperial jamon fighter mode destiny sword see no man gotta make it complex the thing i will say with this in sort of extended media it got a movie and that's definitely worth watching about 35 episodes in because this very much gives some more clarity to what the actual fight with the 10 legendary warriors actually was you get enough fit from the series but if you wanted a smidge more on what that battle actually looked like from the native digimon of the digital world this is where you would go to find that there's also an audiobook. it's strictly in japanese so if you uh hear that language and understand that language it's definitely worth going to. It's the original voice cast from the the sub doing another adventure that takes place about three or so years later. Hmm. And it's about <laughs> 35 minutes. So a little bit longer than a standardized episode. Again, uh, that episode count one more time. 50. Okay, the standard. Okay. So 50, a movie and an audiobook. Like, easy. With all that, we are digi done with this digi series. Beastie? Will you digi please? I digi shall. But if you'd like to hear more of a digital world, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can tune in every Wednesday and you can catch us streaming live on Thursdays at twitch.tv slash Crusade. If you'd like to follow us digitally, uh, you can follow our Twitter or Instagram for updates and join our Crusader chat on Discord by checking our link tree in the description. And you can download any previous episodes or listen on your mobile devices through anchor.fm or search Crusade on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, fellow Crusaders. Nice to be digi continued. Hey there, Crusaders. Welcome to a very special message here at the end. Well, we asked the legendary person behind the voice of JP is what he thought about the series and what he learned from that series. Please enjoy that message now. Hey, Red. It is Steve Bloom here. Austin uh, asked me a question uh, for you. And that question was, what was the most memorable thing when working on Digimon Frontier? Uh, first of all, I had to try to remember which one was Digimon Frontier because I worked on a lot of them. It was a long time ago, but I just looked it up and <laughs> realized that, um, that was the season with JP and, uh, played several characters on that show. But I think the biggest and greatest memory for me was, um, when I was voicing JP, it reminded me of a time in my life when I was very, very insecure. I was bullied a lot. I didn't really believe that anybody could like me. I didn't see myself as likable. I was uh, overweight and I felt underskilled. I, I wasn't really that good at anything. I was just sort of average. And uh, playing a character like JP was 
a different kind of character for me. I was used to playing characters that are, were either heroic or uh, villainous or creature-like or big and broad, and J.P. felt very real to me. It was a part of my childhood that um, hurt a lot, frankly, and uh, it took me a long time to work through all of that stuff as an adult. So uh, J.P. was one of those characters that I connected with very, very deeply and uh, actually did some emotional work by voicing that character. Isn't that weird? Working on a, a cartoon show that you can actually heal some stuff from childhood. So for me, it holds a very, very warm place in my heart. And, uh, and I love the people that I work with uh, on the Digimon crew. Uh, they were amazing people anyway. I'm actually engaged to the lady who is directing me on that show, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. So uh, double extra phenomenal memory uh, that I get to relive every day. Uh, it's, it just brings up so much happiness. And uh, it's, it's also Digimon for me represents a, um, a very pure part of my life and my career. Uh, they, they talked about real family issues on that show. And uh, the characters were just so sweet and innocent and going through real life things. So um, thank you for bringing back those happy memories for me. I hope you're having a fantastic day. And thank you, uh, Austin, for thinking of me. Red, have a great, great day. Didgeridoo. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this video, go ahead and button mash a thumbs up. If you want to swing by when we have a new video, web up the sub button. Oh, and while you're at it, hit the bell to be notified. Bye. Come on, go on.